Before our scripture study, I want to pray and thank the Lord for Rabbi David and Rabbi and Sandy, for Rabbi David's improvement and complete healing of his heart. So let us pray for them. Lord, we pray for Rabbi David. We pray for Rabbi and Sandy, Lord. We pray in the name of Yeshua, the Messiah. And we ask, Lord, bless them. Keep them healthy. Keep them strong, Lord. Bring them your peace, Lord, and cover them in all their areas of their lives, Lord. We pray for them, Lord, and we thank you for Rabbi David and Rabbi and Sandy in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. Thank you. Today I want to speak about an important topic for me. I would like to speak about Messiah in the scriptures. And I would like to read from today's Brita Hadashah portion, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 through 28. And I would like to read a few verses. So verse 11. But when the Messiah appeared as Kogen Gadol, or the high priest, of the good things that are happening already, then through the greater and more perfect tent, which is not man-made, he entered the holiest place once and for all. And he entered not by means of the blood or goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus setting people free forever verse 14 then how much more the blood of the messiah who through the internal spirit offered himself to god as a sacrifice without blemish will purify our conscience from works that lead to death so that we can serve the living god and verse 28 so also the messiah having been offered once to bear the sins of, ma of many will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to deliver those who are eagerly waiting for him. We are eagerly waiting for him. We believe in him. We trust him. The believers of the first centuries managed to find the Messiah in the Torah and the scriptures and build their trust in the Lord on the foundation of the Messiah. I want to look in one of the passages from the Bible that always inspires me to look for the Messiah in the Tanakh, in the Torah. This is the story about Rabbi Shaul. So let us open Acts chapter 17, verse 2 and verse 3. Acts 17, 2 and 3. As was his custom, Paul went to the Jewish people, and for three Shabbatot he debated the scriptures with them. He opened them and gave evidence that Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead, saying, This Yeshua, whom I declare to you, is the Messiah. I have a question for us, for all of us. What scriptures did he debate with them? We know that New Testament was not written at that time. Yes, it was the Torah, it was the prophets and writings. And Acts 17, verse 11 and 12. Now these were more noble-minded than those in Thessalonica, because they received the message with goodwill. Goodwill, the important word here, goodwill. Searching the scriptures each day to see whether these things were true. And verse 12, therefore, because they searched with goodwill, 
Therefore, many of them believed, as well as quite a few prominent Greek women and men. The key words here, the key words here, they searched the scriptures with goodwill, with all their hearts, without a wrong agenda. And they were able to find Yeshua the Messiah in the Tanakh and Old Testament. Please think about this. The first Messianic believers had no Brita Hadashah, the New Testament, at the time. And their faith was built upon the Messiah, whom they were able to find in the Tanakh, in the Torah, Prophets and Writings. And how strong was their faith? I believe every one of us needs to, be, needs to be able to build faith and trust in the Lord on the foundation of Yeshua, the Messiah, in the Bible. Because we know that faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Messiah. It is very important for us to find the Messiah in the Torah, in the prophets, in the scriptures, so that our faith can be founded on our personal knowledge of the scriptures, not on somebody's knowledge, but on our own personal knowledge. With this in mind, let's find Yeshua in the Tanakh. I want to show only a few places today, but you can research more for yourself. Let us open Isaiah chapter 53 and let us start with verse 1. This is one of the most messianic places of the scriptures of the uh, Old Testament. Prophet Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who has believed our report? To whom, to whom is the arm of Adonai revealed? And we know that one of the names or titles of the Messiah, the arm of Adonai. So, Messiah, he is the arm of Adonai. Verse 3. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Verse 5. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed, because of our iniquities. The chastisement for our shalom was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way. So Adonai has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to the slaughter, like a sheep before its sharers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. And verse 11, as a result of the anguish of his soul, he will see it and be satisfied by his knowledge. The righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous and will bear their iniquities. We know that Bible call us the holy people. And it's not because we are perfect, but because of the redemptive work of Yeshua. And verse 12, Therefore I will give him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoil with the mighty, because he poured out his soul to death and was counted with transgressors, for he bore the sin of many and interceded for the transgressors. Who was pierced? Who was crushed because of our transgressions and iniquities? 
who paid full price and was slaughtered like a sheep for us. I know that some rabbis tried to put Israel in this place. But if we read without the wrong agenda, with an open heart toward the scriptures, we can see who this one is. Yes, he is Yeshua, the Messiah. Can you imagine how accurate is the prophecy from Isaiah? The Messiah is so present in this chapter, chapter 53, and our hearts belong to him. He is our savior and our love, our master and our king. The Lord, son of God, who became the sacrifice for all of us, is perfect without any sin or defect. I want to read one more prophecy about the coming of the Messiah and how beautiful he is. It is Isaiah chapter 9, verse 5 and verse 6. Let us open together and let us read together. Isaiah 9, 5 and 6. For to us a child is born, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, my Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Verse 6. Of the increase of his government and shalom there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom. What a child it is. Is it possible that any child of man will be called mighty God, wonderful counselor, father of eternity, prince of peace? We know all of us, we know the only one child. The Messiah who was born by the woman in the flesh, but whose father is the mighty God, Yeshua the Messiah. Do you remember how many times some of the people of Israel were looking to kill Yeshua because he called himself the Son of God? The Son of God. It was one of the main reasons why they decided to crucify Yeshua, because he called himself the Son of God. Because he is wonderful counselor, mighty God, my Father of eternity. He is the Prince of Peace, Prince of Shalom. Let us imagine the moment when Mary received or Miriam received the good news from the Lord. It is in um, book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 30. Here's the prophetic moment when the angel came to Miriam, to Mary. Verse 30, the angel spoke to her, do not be afraid, Miriam or Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will become pregnant and give birth to a son and you shall call his name Yeshua, which is salvation, Savior. He will be great and will be called Ben Elyon, Son of Most High. Adonai Elohim, the Lord Most High, will give him the throne of David, his father. He shall reign over the house of Jacob for all eternity, and his kingdom will be without end. Miriam, Mary, gave birth to the Messiah, creator of the world, the one who was die, who was to die for her sins and be a sacrifice for her. She was his mother, but he was her Messiah and the Lord. The last place from the prophets about the Messiah, it is in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. 
Let us open and read together. Zechariah 12, verse 10. This is the promise from the Lord through prophet Zechariah about people of Israel, about the last days, and we live in the last days. Today is the last day. I really believe we live in last days. So Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Then I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication when they will look towards me whom they pierced. I would like to repeat. I will pour my spirit on them when they will look towards me whom they pierced. It is the words of the Lord. They will look on me, the Lord says, on me whom they pierced. They will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn. They will look towards me whom they pierced, towards Yeshua, our Messiah. This is the promised Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, the Spirit of the Messiah. By His Spirit, we are resurrected from the dead to the new life in the Messiah. In conclusion, I want to say that the time is coming when all of Israel will be saved, shall be saved. How blessed we are that we can see Yeshua in the Bible and know Him how He is, the loving and forgiving Savior of our souls. Today we read only a few prophecies about the Messiah who is promised in the Tanakh, and they are much, much more. And I want to challenge all of us today, when we read the Bible, Tanakh, Prophets, Torah, try to look for the Messiah, find Him, and build your faith upon Him in the Scriptures. I believe that this kind of faith and trust can sustain you through all the troubles of this time. Faith and trust in Him. And when the, all the world goes crazy, you will be able to say, I built my life not on the news and problems around me, but upon promises of Messiah, of Yeshua. I want to conclude our time with Sudat HaMashiach. Today and tomorrow we'll have Sudat HaMashiach, meal of Messiah. Time to remember together what the reasons are to give thanks to the Lord. He loves us. He gave us life. The main reason, He, Yeshua, our Redeemer and Savior. Luke chapter 22, verse 19 and 20. It says here, And when He had taken matzah and offered the bracha, He broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in memory of me. It reminds me Isaiah chapter 53. And verse 20, in the same way, he took the cup after the meal, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This is a time of remembrance. This is the time to give glory to the Lord. This is the time of unity in the body of Messiah. This is the time to make Tshuva turn to the Lord and repent. We all have so much to thank the Lord for. So if you have matzah with you and the cup, 
Let us pray together. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, hamotzi lechem min haaretz. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Amen. Let's take the cup. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam, borei prich hagafen. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the wine. Amen. In the end, I want to remind you that if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. We'll close with Aaron's blessing, as we normally do, at Beth Israel. So let us pray together. Yevrecha Adonai veishmerecha. Yair Adonai panavelecha vichunecha. Yisa Adonai panavelecha veyasem lecha shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom, mishpacha. See you tomorrow. Shabbat shalom.